There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows that used to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season six of The Expanse. Oh my god. This is so hard. Oh. So hard. Watching yeah. it just like a little bit at a time. But I don't want to like watch everything because I'm behind, of course. So I always am. I don't want to watch everything and then not have anything. It's like I need to savor. Like, right. It's like the best chocolate cake I've had. You know, <laughs> it's like I just <laughs> a little bit at a time. Holy cow, though. I can't believe where this is going. And Steve has been on time watching it. So I'm behind. So I don't know how he manages to not lose it when I ask some questions that are answered in the next episode. Right. Because, <laughs> oh, God, that's just, and I'm going to have more, but it just feels like this powder keg, I don't know how we're going to have a normal kind of conclusion because I feel like the whole universe is about to blow up <laughs> with right. everything and so many questions. And I know you're so awesome not giving anything away. <laughs> and our book readers are not giving things away because Christina, who last season was kind of giving us information in the books but not spoiling it oh my gosh i don't know how you guys are able to make it like i haven't even like read them i bought the one haven't done any of it but i'm losing my mind like i want people to spoil it but i don't when i was like little kid like what is that what is it what is it what is it Christmas but, Day or before Christmas when you see the package and you want to know what it is, but you can't figure it out. Oh, my God. That's what this feels like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I swear I have goosebumps and like jaw dropping moments every episode so far. And we're only into episode three. Yes. So, oh, my God. How are they going to finish this? Like, am I going to just be in tears? Am I going to be like throwing up because I can't handle it? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, do we have any news this week? (laughs) No, nothing new. (laughs) Yeah, nothing new. Uh, They're still determined that they're going to find some way, somehow to do the last three books in in something. So I'm telling you, I keep hearing those like those rumblings and keep seeing stuff. And it's like just like a little blurb, like a sentence or two. Like, oh, yeah, season seven. And it's like, wait, wait, season seven. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Oh, there's no nothing. Damn it. So, yes, everybody out there in listener land, I don't know, start like sending crazy amounts of stuff in. Be like, we need more. Yes. I don't even know what we'd send. It's not like (laughs) that one show that sent what peanuts. I can't even remember. Right. I can't exactly send moon rocks. No. (laughs) I don't think asteroids would be a good feel to send to be like, here, start giving me more. But anyway, let's jump into episode three, Force Projection. Wait, did we get into a Star Wars thing? Right. (laughs) 
Avislaro, with the combined fleet of Earth and Mars, take the war to Marco. Philip and Marco's relationship is tested. That's to say the least. The war becomes more perilous and personal for Holden and Naomi when the Rossinati is suddenly forced into battle. Holy crap. I don't know about you, but like my stomach was like super tightening. Like, oh my God, what's happening? Yes. (laughs) There was a lot of that this episode. Yes, there was. Well, we start with Laconia. Well, we're going to start with Laconia, I should say. (laughs) We open for, well, more drama. Big surprise. There's always drama in the show. And it seems unconnected to the rest of the season so far. But since this is The Expanse, chances are everything's going to link together at some point. Still mourning the loss of her little bird friend, Kara brushes off her little brother, Zan, who pesters her to play soccer after school. This gets sad. Right. But I'm like, oh, okay, we have people who are there because we see in the school, like the kids and the teachers talking about, we came after you. So, you know, if you know anything, let us know. And it's like, huh, okay. So these were the, the first settlers and people interfering, coming after, big surprise. Right. Instead, we see Kara then running off to the woods. And I was kind of surprised she like left her brother and her friends after everything. Right. But but we're not getting like a whole picture yet. And no. I'm sure that's going to start kind of coming in here because something interesting happened. She finds the broken drone is now repaired, which I thought was weird. I'm like, who's there repairing this stuff? Yes, absolutely. Because the next thing we see, I'm thinking we're going to see like a person-ish or some kind of humanoid, whatever. You would think. But we see that strange dog again. And as that dog appears, so does the bird who is somehow alive again. And I was like, this is probably not good. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was thinking immediately. But we have Kara shrieking, you fixed her, you fixed things. It's like, wait, did the dog thing fix the drone? Doesn't exactly have opposable thumbs. How did it do that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. And I'd love to have an explanation on that, too. (laughs) But I got a few things rumbling around in my head about this. Ooh, do you want to share them now? Yeah, I'll go ahead and share them now. I kind of think that these dogs are actually either the proto-molecule builders or the species that stopped them. I think they're way further advanced than than we know. Oh, interesting. See, I was thinking maybe the dog thing took the bird to whoever could fix it, but because that at the very end we see something and it just looked really big. Right. And I couldn't tell if it's supposed to be like that dog or if it's supposed to be the dog's mom. You know, it's like we don't know what it was exactly. (laughs) But that's an interesting thought and I wonder how that's gonna play out now. Right. Well, especially with this next thing, because when Kara runs back home because she's all excited to tell her parents what happened. Her mood changes pretty fast because we see everybody super sad. And then you see Zan's motionless, blood-covered body laid out on the couch. And her parents are just in shock and sobbing. And so, one suspects you fix things is definitely coming back around for this plot development. I was thinking, okay, did it have to take something to fix something? Or will she take Zan's body out there, like tell her mom what happened? Go out there, see if they can fix Zan. And then a third thing running through my head with all of this 
is, is it possible that with the protomolecule in the area, it's making things go awry and everything fixed is going to turn into something different? Right. So it's like I had three ideas there and I'm like, I don't know, which one could it be? (laughs) So I'm like, dang, fixing the bird and taking her brother, that's a bit rough. Right. Yeah. Another one of those speeding carts that almost ran over Kara a couple episodes back when we first saw her. And now we get one that runs over Zan and you kind of go, what the hell could be so important to be driving around in those carts just all willy nilly? Well, I mean, if you think about how the soldiers were running when they were on that other planet, the one guy that we love to hate, right? he probably wouldn't have cared and been like, I don't care, I'm in a hurry, I'm important, you're not, kind of thing. So maybe it was the same situation. Could be. If they do, here's my thought, if they do fix Zan using the planet dog thing, possibly the aliens, now that you're saying it's like the creators, how is that going to change everything? Yeah, because we've seen the red up in the sky. Right. Something up there. Definitely. So it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many questions. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I'm sure I'm going to have just a laundry list of questions by the time we get to the end. And I don't mean the end of this episode. Right. I mean the end of everything. And I know Christina's probably out there going, read the book, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we may have to read the last books to find out exactly how it ends, that's for sure. Hoping not. Hopefully we get to see it on screen oh, I somehow, some way. I want to read the books too, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like it's going to be one of these, like, I want to be mad. That's why I want to watch... I started watching the show first, so I want to watch all of it before I read the book. I know that sounds stupid, but if you've ever read a book after you've seen the movie or vice versa, you're usually, like, in love with one more than the other. But I don't want to, like, suddenly read the book partway through and be like, this sucks so bad. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that's good is we do have the writers as part of the show itself. So I think it's a lot better. I had a particular book. I seen the movie, didn't know why my friends hated, totally hated the movie because they'd read the book. I read the book after. I'm like, okay, that explains it. Right. So so there's that fear. But I'm going to end up reading them eventually. I may be old and gray by the time I'm done, but I will read them all. (laughs) Now that that's over with Laconia and questions are just piling up, let's go to Marco and Philip, which is way less peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Philip is aboard the Pella watching the news report that the Belters are rioting to protest Marco's abandonment of series. Philip especially gasped to spot a poster of Marco's face with the word coward scrawled across it. I was kind of surprised that that happened, but I'm not at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Marco did. Yep. Marco, however, is in a super chipper mood and seems unconcerned with Rosenfeld's report of the increased military presence in their midst. Was it just me or did you want to punch him in the face? Yes. You always want to punch Marco in the face. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. But like, especially this episode for some reason. Yes. So he, of course, is super pumped for a hit and run plan if any free Navy ships encounter battle groups while packing up supplies for Medina Station. What? Really, dude? Like, I just feel like maybe you should be a little bit more concerned. You're having people turn against you. But, of course, he's not because he's just a jerk. But anyway, Philip enters wanting Marco to explain why they left Ceres after declaring it to be the belt's capital. Oh, and this part, his smarmy, patronizing tone of voice. Yes. I'm just like, oh, you're going to (laughs) die. He is a character that I am definitely rooting something happens to this season. Yes. 
Marco says he knew they could never keep control of Ceres. He just needed the people there to believe they could. I told the people what they needed to hear when they needed to hear it, he said. And it seems that Avasalar's assessment about him deliberately creating the humanitarian crisis for the enemy to deal with is 100% true. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. When he's yeah. just like, they have to deal with it. Otherwise, they look bad. It's like, but you look worse right now. Exactly. He also insinuates that the Belters who spent their lives serving inners on Ceres are a class beneath Belters like him and Philip. You and I are meant to be out here in the darkness, in the fight, he tells his son. And I don't know how they managed to hug it out because right, I've seen yeah. it in knees. Because <laughs> I just felt like Philip was like, are you serious? You think that you're better than them? Right. He absolutely does. And I feel, and again, completely my own opinion, that Philip is seeing his dad for the person that Naomi actually explained to him that Marco really was. Right. Not this hero that he had thought he was this whole time. Right, yeah, because he's definitely not for 100% belters. He's for his belters that follow him. Everybody else, no, they're inner loving belters I if they like aren't he, following him. See, I feel like he's not even in for his people, the followers. Right, oh, right yeah. All. He's in it's for himself, in too. For him. Yeah, just oh, absolutely. on him. Yep. Smarmy. Anyway, we get to see the Pella picking up a lone ship in its vicinity and is... Super delighted because Marco just, oh my God, you think he got like all the presents on Christmas seeing this? Yes. <laughs> because, oh my gosh, no way. It can't be. Are you serious? Kind of thing. Right. <laughs> because it's the Rossinati. Rosenfeld tries to talk him down as Philip quietly freaks out in his own corner because it's like, holy crap, my mom's there and I'm seeing everything. What do I do? Yeah. But Marco cannot be reasoned with. You should learn to recognize an opportunity when one presents itself. And see, this is where I was thinking, like what I said last episode, that Rosenfeld might not be 100% with Marco. Right. Because she seemed like, we don't need to do this. Yeah, we outnumber them, but come on. It's not going to end well. Yeah. He is very obsessed. Yes. With a couple of things, and the Rossi is one of them. <laughs> he could very easily blow his entire plan just to get the Rossinati. And it really worries me because he just doesn't care. Now, what we hear later from Naomi was kind of iffy, in my opinion, which I'm going to kind of jump to that when, yeah, at some point she's like, we'll just make a martyr out of him. It's right. like, would you or would you actually get all of the free Navy to actually like relax because under his foot, like he's not right. holding something over them. Right. Absolutely. But I don't know, because he's got somebody from every faction, and like, would that just tick everybody off? There's like a lot of questions there. Yes. But he announces for everyone to head to their battle stations, and Philip, you're going to be in control of the gun. Oh, great. Yeah. You're going to make your kid kill his mom. You are yep. the biggest POS. <laughs> oh. Yes, he is. And I of mean, course, if by chance they don't take out the Rossi, he's got a scapegoat, his own son. Right. And plus, like, if something were to happen, I think he knew, like, there was a chance that they would survive even if things went bad because of Philip. Right. I don't know. I really, somewhere I thought Philip was going to be like, all right, I'm taking this little escape pod or something and be like, I'm going to be out there. Can you guys pick me up? Right. Because I just feel like things are going so wrong right now for 
that family. Let's go to another family, shall we? Aboard the Titan, Brummer and Walker are chewing over the XOPA ships that might help them target Marco's secret supply depots. I'm really liking this plan. Yes. Because Marco is so smug, I don't think he's going to see this coming. No, he won't. And I'm like, yes, Trummer, I love you. Yeah. She wonders why he has these depots in the first place. And Walker says, he's not sure either. You tell me, strategy is for generals. It's like, oh, she's like a general now. Look at this. All right. Yep. And (laughs) you got to wonder. He's got these supply depots that he's stocking up and not giving supplies to his own people. So, yeah, you've got to figure that he's not planning on sticking around for too long. No, and people are just not seeing that. Right. I don't even think all of his inner circle knows all everywhere he's stashed stuff. No, I don't think so. But nearby we see, I always say her name wrong, Michio? Yeah, Michio. Okay. Watching a news interview with Pastor Anna, I was like, wait, is that? Yes, <laughs> it is. It's like, wow. It's like, we don't even really see her well on screen. But I'm like, okay, interesting. Talking about the ongoing after effects of the disaster on Earth, a piece we soon learn is one of Monica Stewart's Ava Solara's commission. That's like a whole lot of words. and didn't sound quite right, but you guys know what I mean. Right. But we have Joseph. Oh, poor, poor Earther. Don't know where she'll get her food and water. It's like, oh. Is any Dalsanarchy, welcome to the belt. Okay, it's like, that's probably not right. And Michio disagrees. She doesn't think anyone should be treated the way the belters were. We're trying to make it better, not worse. And of course, they argue loudly enough to draw Drummer's attention. And they're like, oh, sorry, we'll shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> it's like, these two, yeah, you just obviously very different ideologies. So we don't know where anything's going to fall. But I still feel like Drummer's like, no, everybody should be treated right. And if she hears Joseph like that, she may be like, all right, you need to go for a little walk out in space. Yeah. To knock it off. <laughs> Let's go to our other bamf for this episode. Ava Solara. Because now that the Rasnati has put an end to Marco Nero's rock flinging operation, the combined forces of Earth, Luna, and Mars head out to reclaim Ceres Station, which was briefly, very briefly, under free Navy control. But the station, always an important strategic stronghold, is weirdly vacant and depleted with Marco and his people nowhere to be found. Now, I, of course, was on the same level as the MCRN's Kirino, who's wondering if it's a trap. I'm like, of course right, it's a trap. Yes. Of course it is. I'm like, I just need the guy from Star Wars to pop up. It's a trap. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was feeling. And Ava Solara, of course, is thinking the same as all of us. Yes. But the search turns up some stragglers, including Chief Administrator Nico, who's none too pleased to see the inners return their illegitimate occupation. But when Avasalara questions her, the belter says she doesn't know where Marco went or why. It feels like an honest answer and advises the secretary general to take your people and leave. And this is where things start to like play out so we get all the information. Right. Because Nico insists Marco didn't abandon the belters who stayed behind. She also said Ceres only has three weeks worth of food and air left. Something the stretch thin UNN fleet isn't equipped to assist with. Of course they aren't. Now, if he didn't abandon them, what do you think he did? He like ripped everything and took basically everything. So that's called abandonment. Yes, it is. (laughs) I mean, I feel like she's just hoping like, no, no, he's coming back. Like, no, dear, he's not. 
this is a bad relationship you guys were in, okay? We're trying to help you. Yeah. And of course, this is when I think the entire fandom's like, oh yeah, this is definitely a trap. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Avatar is like, if we don't help the station, we'll be the ones responsible for a massive humanitarian crisis. And the belt will once again see us as oppressor at Anaros, and his power will just continue to grow. Oh, I was so mad watching that because you know she was so right. Oh, absolutely. It's like, I just want something to get better and people to realize, all right, no, we need to get this crap together. Right. We're all the same, but come on, this is insane. But later on, we see on series, Monica has decided to get out there and in bed and she has her camera eye recording some UN soldiers, some who have much better attitudes than others. They're doing relief work to help the belters. We have the one who's actually speaking in like belter jargon about right. them being here to help and giving out I think it was food and water rations. Yeah. And, rations. Blanket. Yep. and then you have the other one who of course you always have to have the other one, right? Yes. Who's like, didn't we come here to kill all these guys? And I love Monica's like, yeah, we can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that the the first one who was like trying to be a good guy and right. looks at him and's like, you're an asshole. Yes, absolutely. You know what? Sometimes you need to call out assholes. There you go. Yep. But we see Monica wander off then and she's talking to an elderly belter who's petting an orange cat. I was like, wait, how'd the cat get out there? Right. When suddenly... Well, somebody had to bring a cat. That right. Arthur had to bring a cat and left it on the station. I know. I'm like, wait, poor cat. Yeah. <laughs> At least that belter's been taking care of it. Yeah. I mean, not like cats have little uh, grab boots. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a little click, 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 click as they're walking. <laughs> but suddenly there's a huge explosion and we see there's just a series of them across the station. More than likely a parting gift from Marco, but perhaps it could be somebody who has stayed back who's pretty ticked off still, which I don't know. I'm going to blame Marco because I think Oh, absolutely. Stupid. My money is definitely on Marco was behind this. Yeah, because can you imagine you're like, oh, I'm going to stay here. We only have three weeks of air and water. Let me go ahead and blow that. Right. So we're just screwed. And then what? And you're like, oh, well, that was a bad idea. I didn't think through. Yeah. But Marco, <laughs> on the other hand, does not care. He's not there. Let's hope everybody can get evacuated and somewhere safe. That's all I'm saying. Right. And now we go to our favorite crew, the Rossi headed to series where Clarissa, who's still wobbly after using the mods, is taking her first night watch shift, which I thought was interesting because she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're giving me responsibility. Oh, holy crap. And she, of course, has to clear the air a bit with Holden, which I thought was funny. It's yeah. like, uh, is this supposed to be like an apology? Yeah. <laughs> because she's confessing to him how she once got her mods originally to kill him. And she accidentally, well, I think it was supposed to be accidentally, had killed a co-worker who was a good friend when she got the mods, which we did see something in season three. Right. Because, man, when she goes off with it, she goes off. It's off with yo yeah. Yeah. But she's still haunted by everything. And I thought it was interesting. She said, that's why I think I throw up every time. Yep. And it's like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Everybody on the ship has something they regret, including Amo, I think. That's what Holden says. The kind of light in the mood. So don't worry. You're in good company. It's like, I don't know if that's good or bad, Holden. Yeah. I think he's just trying to make her feel more part of the crew. Yeah. In the kitchen, we see Bobby and Amos having a nice exchange, just 
dissing the horrible food aboard the Rossi and reminiscing about the Canterbury and their old lives and planning their activities on Ceres. Wow, yeah, you don't know what's happening there. Right. <laughs> I love Avis is all like, they got decent booze and all the brothels are union. He's all excited talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> and some food. And Bobby's like, do you know anything other than bars, booze, and was it bars? Booze no, and babes. bars, brothels, and yeah, and food. It's like, uh, what else do you need to know? Yeah. What else is left? <laughs> but we also have another nice moment between Naomi and Holden where she opens up about why she froze during the Azure Dragon mission. No surprise. I think everybody knew the situation. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Due to the lingering trauma and her terrifying spacewalk last season where she was not in any kind of suit. So, yeah, you're fucking, no. your eyeballs didn't pop. <laughs> yeah. She says she's embarrassed about it. It's like, what? Why would you be embarrassed? Yes. That just seems... No, you need help. You don't need to be embarrassed. Right. But Naomi being the super strong woman that we've seen so far, I can understand her like having this moment. Like, oh, I absolutely. never needed help. And yeah. now I do. This sucks. But we get Holden being awesome Holden and changing the subject by asking for her help with a data deep dive. I was like trying to find the right word there. Right. Yeah. All surrounding the Barkeith mystery. Naomi smiles and deduces, you're trying to distract me by giving me an interesting problem. It's like... <laughs> That or he really doesn't want to deal with it. And he knows that you will just chew on that like a dog with a bone. Yep. Later, we see Amos and Bobby making repairs to her armor. Sarcastic pet name of the week is Honey Buns. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, Amos is going to get smacked at some point. I swear. Oh, yeah. And he'll probably just laugh it off, though. Yeah. <laughs> but Amos ends up getting a message through clandestine channels from his bestie, Prack. After telling Amos that a scientist in his lab was killed by the Free Navy, allegedly because they suspected she was a spy, he says they discovered a new strain of yeast that could help rebuild the food supply. And I love it because Prax was like, you know people with power. You need to share this. And Amos is like, huh. Of course, not before Amos is like, don't worry, he'll get to the point in a minute. <laughs> Because he was going all scientist in the message. Yep. It's like, if you're on limited time, yeah, maybe don't give all the little tidbits. Just share it no. in, the, in the, like, yeah, data. Yeah, send it the data in the stream <laughs> and get off because you don't want to end up like your friend. Right. It's like, ugh, okay. But I love how Amos is just like, Chrissy will know what to do with this. And he sends it to her. And then Bobby, the old lady loves it when you call her that. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, those two. At yes. least I say it to her face, Amos smirks. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> think Bobby's going to call her old lady to her face. Oh, yeah. Although I, I have a feeling she already knows and she's going to be like, old lady, huh? Like, it's yeah. Come off randomly. <laughs> Elsewhere on the Rossi, Naomi made a small breakthrough with the Barkeith data. She discovered a pattern to the ships that have disappeared during the transit through the ring. They happen in clusters which is interesting, and I wonder what this is going to play out for. Right. But once a ship falls through the hole that opens up and the ship vanishes, then the hole vanishes itself. Okay, I wonder where they go. Hope they're right. going somewhere nice. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Holden says he knows somebody who might be able to help puzzle through this. I got a guy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But before we're able to find out who that guy is, Red Alert, the Pella, plus Marco's two other big gunships are speeding straight towards the Rossi. And the second we find this out, everybody suit up and strap in. It's about to get hot. Uh, yeah. And this is where I think I was stressed out because there was a whole bunch happening. Yes, it and got no word. Massively uh, 
insanely crazy here yes. in just a matter of seconds. And you, you go, huh? <laughs> yeah, because with the Pella having a missile lock on the Rossinati and Marco yelling for Philip to take the shot. But fortunately, the Rossi was able to defend itself. I really was feeling like, okay, did Philip miss or did the Rossi actually defend itself at that point? I think it's still on the fence. Right. I'm almost positive the Rossi got lucky and one of their guns hit that missile and blew it up before it got to the Rossi. I know that that happened, but I'm still like, maybe Philip was aiming a little bit off too. He may have wanted to, but with his dad right there next to him, I don't think he could have taken that chance. Well, thankfully, the Rossi is smart, and Holden's like, we are out of our weight class here, and it's going to take some tricky maneuvering from here out. So the Rossi catches a break, though, when the two ships traveling with the Pella duck out of the fight, mostly because one got hit. Yes, and the, <laughs> and the other, other ran before it got yeah. hit. <laughs> so Philip fires again, and the Rossi suddenly needs some urgent repairs. And I love it because Amos is like, all right, let me get to it. And Clarissa's like, wait, 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 in the middle of the fight? <laughs> Amos is like, yeah, no, that's the job, Peaches. And he just like, off he goes to take care of the business. And Clarissa's like, oh, crap, okay, this is my thing too. I guess I better do this. Right. And I love it because the Rossi is flipping and tumbling and they might have a minute or like seconds to be like, hey, grab onto something. We're turning. Right. You just kind of see those two like flopping around. It's like, oh, those grab boots aren't helping, are they? We see Bobby aim and fire and notices the Pella keeps dodging in the same direction every single time. And I felt, and this is bad. Because if you've ever watched Zoolander, it's like, I can only turn to the right. I don't know how to turn to the left. And that's what I'm right, feeling yes. here. <laughs> but Bobby's next shot does not miss. Marco is a sitting duck, temporarily at least. And Bobby's ready to end it all, but Holden hesitates. And I'm like, no, don't hesitate. But then I'm like, wait, no, Philip. Oh, no. Blow him all the hell. You know, I was like very, I don't know which way to go with this because of everything. Right, yes. <laughs> But of course, Holden's like, Marco's better as a prisoner. If that doesn't work, well, then you fire. And we have a right. video link established. And wow. We get to see Marco and Holden eyeballing each other and Marco oh so carefully leaning over so that Holden and Naomi can see Naomi's lookalike son sitting next to him. See, I thought that was Philip leaning up. I didn't think it was Marco leaning over. No, it was Marco. Marco wanted to make sure that Naomi saw that Philip was on the ship. Yeah, I thought it was Philip like, don't kill me. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I hate Marco. Yeah. I love that he's all like, I'll Using die his before I his live. Yep. Yeah, I'll die before I live at the end of your leash. And that's all Bobby needs to hear. Like, she wasn't even listening to anybody. She's like, all right, bye. Yep, you're gone. And the shot, oh, it, it's off, but it's a dud. And I love it. She's like, no way, not this time. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bobby was not a happy camper. No. Could it have anything to do with whatever Holden's little beep bop boop on his wrist controller was at the last second? I think maybe. Because I think so. <laughs> we do get to see, unbeknownst to everyone else, but forever preserved in the Rossi data, the warhead was disarmed by Holden. It's like, ooh. So I think that's going to be something that gets brought up later. Yes. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. It will eventually come out. Yeah. But... Fortunately, the Pella disengages from the fight and hustles away. And I love Amos. Did we win? <laughs> Bobby's like, no, but at least we didn't lose. So there's yeah. that. Yes, we're still alive. <laughs> we might limp to series. That's now like 
blown up or partially, so, but we'll get there. Yeah. The Pella's in pretty bad shape, though, and Marco is furious at everyone except himself. Right. And of course, he's including Philip in that, who protests that he did exactly as his father instructed. And you missed. And Philip's finally like, you failed in front of everyone. Yeah. He's like, this is your fault. We didn't need to be here. We didn't need to be part of this fight. We didn't need to kill James Holden. This oh, is your no. obsession. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because everybody's looking. And it's like, ooh. You know, it's like, I totally felt like everyone's like, oh, this boy, look, he's telling the truth. But yep. But an outraged Marco orders him off the deck, but Philip isn't wrong. And from the look on everyone else's faces and Rosenfeld, they all know it. And so does she. Yeah. But suddenly Marco gets a bit of good news to turn his no good, very bad day around. A missive from Medina regarding something top secret that's been received at the Laconia Gate. We get a look at it on Marco's screen, and could that be some kind of brand new stealth ship built using protomolecule technology? Yes, that does not look good. No. And the guy said something that had stuck with me, and he's like, this is going to be fun. And I'm like, oh my God, what's he going to do? Yes, (laughs) yes. Like, I was really worried with the way he said that. I'm like, this is super creepy sounding. But the dots are starting to come together. They're starting to connect the way we want, maybe, sort of. Yeah, (laughs) they're connecting, not sure. Yeah, I should say, they're connecting, just maybe not the way we want. And somehow, we're already at the halfway point of The Expanse in this final season. I don't know if I like that. But (laughs) since, again, I did not get to watch the bonus scene, why don't you tell us what happened? All right, this scene is with Bobby and Amos in the, I guess you could call it the storage part of the ship where Bobby was working on her military gear. And they get into a discussion about which is the best fighting style, military or Amos's. <laughs> What's and Amos of course, fight style? Just yeah, well, he, <laughs> street fighting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we could call it Philly style for that matter. <laughs> and of course, Amos is cocky. Bobby is cocky. And next thing we know, they're going at each other. And Bobby, of course, gets the upper hand on Amos pretty quickly until Amos pulls out a little trick that he learned on the streets and manages to get Bobby down on the floor. So I think we'll call it a draw as Amos is able to walk away with Bobby laying there on the floor trying to catch her breath. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to make out? No, I don't think so. I really think Amos is more a peaches person than honey buns. Oh my God. You're going to forever be calling them by these nicknames, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, we do have some feedback for this episode from our friend from the Netherlands. So let's hear his thoughts on episode three. Hello, Steve and Sean, and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for The Expanse Season 6, Episode 3. I could finally watch the One Ship episodes now. I have an American Amazon Prime account and pay the same as you do. And I can watch the episodes, but I couldn't watch these one ship extras. It was just black. I could click on it, but nothing happened. And I really had to use my 
VPN to mock that I have a US location and then I could watch it. Quite unfair. I have a question for you about it. Will the relationship and the little banter and joking around between Bobby Draper and Amos somehow influence the relationship between brother, sister-like or something more between Peaches and Amos? Will there be a kind of jealousy? In the end, I think Philip will shoot his father. He has experience how to do it, so perhaps that makes it a little easier. Done it once, can do it again. He really starts to hate his father, I think. Although there was a big hug at the end. I have to say, such an awful move of Marco to put Philip at the guns and really ask him to shoot the Rosinante, knowing that he would kill his mother with that. And Philip did it. So, where are your boundaries? I think you can lose all your boundaries in that way. I mean, if you are willing to kill your mother, why wouldn't you be willing to kill your father? Especially if he proves again and again he is an asshole, not only to other people, but also to you. The only restriction in this thought is, does Philip know that his mother is on the Rosinante, or does he think she's dead because she uh, floated into space? The explosions on Sarah's station, I think that's just a little gift from Marco to the inners. Okay, that was all. Greetings, all the best. Fred from the Netherlands. Wow, Fred. Um, regarding the family dynamic with, <laughs> <laughs> with Marco and Naomi and Philip, I don't know. I feel like Philip is so brainwashed that he would not be able to actually kill his father. He was able to, to do that or think he could towards his mother because, you know, everything his father had drilled into his head this whole time. But I don't know if he can do it with his father. And I don't know if he knows that his mom's there. He may well still think she's dead. Like, do we have confirmation that he knows she's alive? I don't remember offhand. Mm, that's a really good question. I I don't think we've actually seen... No, I think I, I take that back. I think we did see where Marco told Philip that she escaped. Okay. That, like, I just can't that remember. That she left him completely and to be back with her inner friend. I believe. And that was from right I feel like you're season, right. So. I just can't, like, pinpoint when it happened if it did. Right. Let's see. What else did we have on this? Oh, we the had Bobby Draper thing. Yeah, the Bobby and. Uh, I'm up in the air with how that's going to play out. Yeah, I'm a little curious about it as well. I mean, personally, I don't think there'll ever be anything between Bobby and Amos, but you never know. I mean, they are very similar. <laughs> Just one's a street fighter and one's a military fighter. So right. could there something happen? Uh, it's possible. Though, of course, I can see. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to see Clarissa get all jealous and go modding on. Uh, oh my gosh, that'd be horrible. Yes, yeah, it let's would. Let's not have that happen, please. No. <laughs> and then, wait, did you mention Ava Solara? I feel like she can read the phone book, and I'm okay with it. So yes, absolutely, awesome always. Outfits. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, Fred. It's great to hear from you, and looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the next episode. Thanks, Fred. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 10 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. 
Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you may use for your podcast. Good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us as there are a lot of other The Expanse podcasts out there. Tell your friends and we do hope you are enjoying our podcast and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. You can check us out at www.fangirlzone.com. Check out our contacts page with all the ways you can get a hold of us because we're everywhere you are. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Steve. No, but at least we didn't lose. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And until next time.